You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today we're very excited to have a special guest speaker with us. Now let's prepare our hearts as our special guest brings forth God's truth from His Word today. Ephesians chapter 6. I lost feeling in my feet about five minutes ago. Man. Almost, almost. <laughs> Ephesians chapter. I'm sorry you guys had to come tonight. I really am. I apologize. Uh, this is the Wednesday. I've always told our folks, this is the Wednesday. It's the forgotten Wednesday of the year because it's right after Christmas. Nobody is spiritual after Christmas, especially when Christmas Eve is on a Sunday and then Christmas is on a Monday. It's just who wants to come to church on Wednesday? And uh, I've always pondered, man, I tell you, this is, this is the best of the best that, that come on this type of a Wednesday. And then, uh, um, and then to come and the church is 50 degrees. And uh, 54. 54. That's four degrees. They matter. Um, <laughs> Thermostat's on the ceiling, I think. Uh, uh, tonight I'm, I'm going to try to, uh, just praying about, I, I brought messages and I, um, I've had a long time to pray in the car uh, coming here with my wife and all my kids and so I'm definitely not preaching on marriage or the home tonight. <laughs> it's, it's a good trip. Um, talk about that. Um, hopefully it will be a help to you, whether you serve in the church, whether um, you attend just faithfully, whether you're praying about maybe serving uh, in the new year, and I hope you are. I hope, I hope you just don't come to uh, warm a seat sometimes. I hope that you have a desire to get into the ministry a little bit and to help out, help Pastor White and uh, the staff. And, um, so I want to give you something tonight, just simply entitled, Doing the Will of God from the Heart. And uh, so Ephesians chapter 6, very familiar passage. We're going to be, uh, begin reading in verse number 1. The Bible says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, that thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord's servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling and singleness of heart as unto Christ, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, and here's this phrase, doing the will of God from the heart. Verse 7, with all good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men. Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. And let's pray. Father, we ask for your blessing tonight, and we're very grateful that we can assemble. We're thankful that uh, we can come on a Wednesday, and Lord, during the holiday season. And Father, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that, Lord, there's no big or small church services to you. Uh, there's no big or small Sundays. There's no big or small Wednesdays. Father, you're in every one of them. And Lord, tonight, I, I pray that, God, you would speak to us. I pray that, 
is my prayer. Father, help me to be a help to the people that you love so much you died for. We're grateful for Pastor White and and Shelly. We ask that uh, you would do something uh, with us tonight. Father, maybe just drive home a little deeper a thought that probably we understand, but maybe tonight I pray that it would be um, applied to our life in a way that we can serve you better in the new year. Uh, Father, we sure love you, and we're thankful that you're so good to us, so grateful for Calvary. And Lord, today, tonight, I just ask that you would, just in these brief moments, meet with us, uh, is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The basic thought tonight, again, is from uh, the end of verse number six, doing the will of God from the heart. I want you to go back when you first got saved, and... Do you remember, and maybe you were a small child, or, or, or maybe um, it was recently, and, but do you remember how excited you were? Do, do you remember, do you remember, or can, can you think back to the last person you saw saved, or someone that came to church and they got saved, and they got on fire for the Lord? Amen. They were serving with so much zeal. They were so excited about it. They were, and, <laughs> They probably didn't know a whole lot, but they were excited about it. They were excited about the little that they knew. Um, and that was you and I at a time. And then something happens, doesn't it? And it's normal. Um, the longer we're saved, the, something happens. Because there's two ways that we can serve God. We can serve God from the head. Or we can serve God from the heart. What do I mean by that is the longer we're saved, if we're not careful, we drift into serving God with our head and not our heart. And what I mean by that is that the Christian life sometimes, maybe not all, maybe this is, but sometimes the Christian life simply becomes a list of responsibilities. It's kind of like, man, I, I, I have to do this. I got to get this done. I got to, Pastor, what is it? I gotta, okay, I got to clean the church. I got to, and I don't know who does. I, I have to do this. I got to get this done. I got to get this done. And, and, and if you're not careful, your, our Christian life can become a to-do list and just uh, responsibilities. And there's nothing wrong with it because we get stuff done. But if we're not careful, it's just, man, and we start thinking about, I got, I got to do this. And, and, and you know, and, and, it's, and it's not just that. It's like people expect you to get it done. They, they, they expect the church to be clean. They, they expect everything to be in its place. They expect a message. <laughs> all the, they expect all, and, and it's for not careful. It's responsibilities. It's a to-do list. And, and I'm not saying we don't enjoy it. On the outside, and we get it all done. On the outside, everything seems fine. And we're just, you know, we, we keep going and, and we're getting everything done. We're faithful. We're tithing, we're doing everything we're supposed to do. But on the inside, there's little, maybe no joy doing it. Maybe we're getting it all done. Maybe we're going through all the motions and everything's wonderful. If you're not a bad Christian, we've all got got this point. But maybe there's not as much excitement as there used to be. Maybe there's not, you know, there's no desire. We're just, we're kind of heavy. I'm going to say, have you ever just kind of said, man, you're just excited to get whatever it is done so we can move on. 
And man, can we just, boy, and, and if you're not careful, and can, have we all been there? Say, man, sure. And what happens is we serve God from the head. We know it's right to do, but in some way, shape, or form, we're not doing the will of God from the heart. We're doing it from the head because we know it's right to do. And I, I want to talk to us a little bit about that idea tonight. And by the way, why do, we do, why do we feel that way? Why do we get to that point? Well, number one, because we're human. Uh, we're all normal. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean to speak for Pastor White. I'm just speaking for myself tonight. I, I get that way. Where I can get into a rhythm, I can get into a routine, and I'm, I'm getting stuff done, but I'm having little to no joy doing it. And it's for the Lord. Why do we feel that way? Well, I, I think maybe because we're not, we forget why we're doing it. And what I've found is that when I lose my proper motivation, when I'm doing things just because I'm expected to do them, I think we're going to talk about that in a second, that's good, but i got to remember who I'm doing it for. The verse number 7 says this, for with goodwill doing service as to who? The Lord. i got to remember why I'm doing what I'm doing. I gotta remember who I'm doing it for. Now I'm not supposed to, I, I, I get it. I'm not gonna be clicking my heels and everything's gonna be great and wonderful all the time. And boy, it's a, but what I'm saying, we gotta remember why we're doing and who we're doing the will of God for. Would you agree you can be doing all the right things but have little or no joy in doing them? There's some of you, boy, I tell you what, this is the great, you know you're doing everything right. You know you're living the right life. You know you're, you're reading your Bible, you're praying, you're coming to church, you're doing all the things right. And boy, it's just, have you ever asked, boy, something's wrong. I'm not, something, I, it doesn't feel as good as it used to feel. I'm not getting what I used to get out of it. And here's what we think. And here's what, and, and many folks probably leave churches over this because you, you know what you think? Maybe it's pastor. Maybe it's pastor. And you know what they do? They leave church. And they go to another church thinking that it's the best. And, and all of a sudden, and then after they're, that, they're, 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 they're that church for a little bit, you know what they realize? It's that pastor too. Maybe it's church. Maybe it's organized. It's a big organized religion. Maybe it's organized religion. Now, it's not pastor's fault. It's not the church's fault. The fault lies with you and I in our heart. It's, it's the idea. Is I, I'm, I'm not doing the will of God from the heart. Now, here's the thing. I want to give us just a little process. Because if I'm not careful, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. And... It's just a duty. It's just a routine. It's just, I have to, man. And if I'm not careful, I can, I, I can get stuck in that little routine, and I'm wondering why I'm not enjoying the Christian life anymore. So, I, I, again, I've been praying about that, and God kind of gave me some thoughts, and this is something I've always used for myself. I want to give us the four basic attitudes of the Christian life. Starting from the, 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 the foundational one, to a top one, if you want to call it that. And 
doing the will of God from the heart. How can we get back to doing the will of God from the heart? Let me give us four steps maybe to do that. The first foundational attitude, premise, why we do what we do. Would you go with me? It's more, this is more of a topical one than an than a expositional one. Go over to Ecclesiastes 12. Ecclesiastes 12. Why do we do what we do? In a... And I got all the words that rhyme, and I always remember stuff that makes sense. So if we can just call this attitude, I have to. That's the foundational, I have. Why do you come to church? Why? Right. It's a foundational attitude. If I don't, Pastor White's going to be at my door wondering why I'm not going to church. I have. God's going to tell. It's a right thing to go to church. Forsake not the assembling of yourself. I have to go. That's a foundational attitude. And we find it here in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse number 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. Keep his commandments. For this is the whole, what's that next word? Duty. Duty of man. Duty is a good word when we consider the Christian life. Duty says we get things done even when we don't want to do them. Duty is what gets us up in the morning to go to work to provide for our families. Whether you want to go to work or not, whether you want to do what you want to do or not, duty says it's just right to do because that's what we have to do. That's duty. That's doing our job. That's getting it done. That's a I have to mentality. Doesn't matter whether I want to or not, I just have to do it. It's a duty mentality. Is that a good it's, it's a good attitude to have, is it not? The, we, we consider the word duty. When you think about duty, it's talking about character, someone that has character. They just show up, do their job, do what they're supposed to do. And it really doesn't matter whether they want to or not. It doesn't matter whether they're going through a difficult time. They're just going to do what they want to do. They're always going to be in their spot. They're always going to be there. If they have character. They have discipline. And it's a matter of duty to them. And God bless... By the way, our churches are founded on people like that. If we didn't have people... If we just showed up when we want to show up, what happened when our flesh doesn't want to go? What happens when it's too cold, when it's too difficult, when it's raining, when we don't want to do it? What, what happens then? I'll tell you what, if we obeyed our flesh, we'd never want to go sometimes. It's duty. Duty is great and it's needed in our, in our lives. Let me ask you this. How many of you have you, ever read the Bible in the morning or whenever you have your quiet time when you didn't want to read it? Look at that. How many of you ever prayed when you didn't feel like praying? How many ever came to church? Not tonight. <laughs> when you didn't want to come. Sure. I was peeking. You know, Pastor White's hand went up a couple times. You say, well, he's the pastor. He's human. And you better thank God you have a human pastor. I know men that never acknowledge any weaknesses, never acknowledge anything. Thank God you have a man that you can follow that says, listen, uh, and praise God you have a man that has duty in his life. 
But sometimes, listen, we got to do things even though we don't want to do them. And I'm not saying life isn't about just doing what we want to do when we want to do them. That's that's a fairy tale mentality. That's 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 not human. <laughs> that's not where we live. And it's okay, but it's okay to serve in that I have to. I'm just going to come to church because I know it's right to do it. I really don't want to do it. And half the time when we, when we come to church and we really don't want to, God just blesses it anyway. We end up going, we end up, you know, leaving and saying, man, it's been good to be in the house of the Lord. It's good to see this. It's good to, it was good to hear that song. And God will give you a blessing just because you push through that initial, I don't want to get it done, but character is going to keep me going. But this I have to, this I have to, I have to get it done. It's okay to serve here for a while. It's okay once in a while for that, because when you get down to the foundation, when you do, it, that's when character kicks in. I have to do it. But here's the thing. If you're always serving out of character, if it's always, uh, man, if you are gritting your teeth, man, Bless God, I'm going to go to church and I have to. If you are serving 100% of the time with gritted teeth, and man, I'm just going to get through the Christian life, and I just have, if, if, if that's all the time, if that's everything for you, what I'm saying is you're missing something. You're miss, God did not design the Christian life for us to continue to live through with little or no joy. This is not a march of just endurance and, 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 and faithfulness and with no joy and with no excitement, with, with, with nothing. That's not the way. Now, that can we acknowledge that we're going to have seasons of dryness sometimes? But not all the time. He does send rain sometimes. We may have a famine, but it's only for a short period of time. The rest of the time, there's a blessing. And so what I'm saying is sometimes there's going to be trials, there's going to be heaviness. But this I have to is the last line of defense for our Christian life. But can I give you another one that's a better one? So it's good. I'm, I'm glad we're at I have to. We get it done. That's character. But there's a better one that we can use to get to. And so would you go with me to Psalms 37? Let me give you a, a, another one right, up, right, right above this. Psalm 37. So the first one we kind of call duty. That's I have to. Well, there's a second one. So, so we keep doing. So, so a new convert gets saved. You know what we tell them? Bless God. You need to come to church. You need to read your Bible. You need to pray. Help me out. What else we tell a new convert? You need to share your faith. You tell others about what happened to you. We need to, and we're telling these converts, you have to do this. This is what you have to do. And the Bible, they're looking at the Bible, and to a new convert, it's kind of like a list of rules. Do and do not. Like, I can't do this anymore. Can't do that anymore. Can't do that anymore. Can't. Boy, Pastor, I can't do I understand that. But what happens is when we stay in that I have to, I have to, I have to, what happens is we get into a point where you just don't have to. All of a sudden it's like, I don't have to. I got to go to church. I have to go to church. I have to go to church. Pretty soon it's like, you know, I know I have to go to church, but I, I kind of want to go to church church okay we well, have to read your bible and okay reading my bible i have to do it i have to do it pretty soon it's like you know i know i have to but i kind of what you know i kind of want to 
You know what? Okay, well, I have to tithe. I got to tithe. I have to tithe. I have to tithe. You know what? I, I, you know, man, God, I, I, I want to tithe. I, I, you know, I have to pray, but, you know, man, I kind of want to pray. I kind of want, instead of having to share my faith, having to give the, boy, you know what? I feel this desire. I want to tell others what God did for me. It goes from duty to the next step called desire. God starts to put something inside of us that we actually want to do things. And this is where Psalm 37 verse 4 comes in. The Bible says, delight thyself also in the Lord. You just keep doing that. You, you just keep, you, you keep reading your Bible. You keep praying. You keep coming to church. You keep delighting yourself in the Lord. Here's what he says. He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. You know, for many years I read that the wrong way. I thought God was giving me a blank check. God, if I delight myself in you, if I delight myself in you, if I delight... Man, I want a 2017 2500 Silverado Z71. Lord, right there. Please? <laughs> Lord, I... And we think that, boy, God's just going to give us everything we want. He will give thee the desire. And I'm thinking, that's never been true. My, but you know what? Hey, I'm going to do that. God, I'm going I'm to delight myself in you, and you probably are going to give me anything I want. Do you honestly think God would ever do that for us? You and I oftentimes ask for things that would harm us. Our kids ask for a lot of things, don't they? You know what we tell them? have an iPhone? No. Not till you're like 40. Uh, <laughs> my friends have one. I, I can't speak to them, but you're not having one until you're married and out of the house. And But what I'm saying, we want things at some, but so God doesn't, God doesn't say, listen, this is, this, I, if, if you delight in me, I'm going to give you anything you want to have. What happens is, what he's saying here is if you delight in me, if you delight in me, if you delight in me, God changes the very things that we want. He will give thee the desires of your heart. He is going to, Brother Hyos used to say that, he's going to change our wanter. We're going to want different things. We're going to want things that God wants us to want, if that makes sense. You say, well, I, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't really, okay, il, 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 illustration, I know it's a funny illustration, but how many of you like foods now that you hated when you were young? What happens? Our taste buds mature, don't they? Now, I still can't stand beets. I don't understand. There's no way. I, I, if you love beets, I'm sorry. But listen, I... I love some foods today that I never did when I was young. You know what happened? I matured. My taste buds mature. I want different things. If God can do that with our taste, you think he can do that with our heart? He will give thee the desires of thine heart. I'd like to think that I pray for better things now than I did 10 years ago. I'd like to think that I want different things today than I did when I was 18. I want God to do different things. What I'm saying, 
He gives me the desires of my heart. Why do I do what I'm supposed to do? I have to? Okay. But at some point, you know what? I want to. I want to start doing something for the Lord more than I did before. You ever wonder, where does God give this desire? You ever meet somebody that has all the desire in the world? Where did that come from? Maybe coffee. That's okay. <laughs> but you know, sometimes God just touches the heart of somebody. And you ever wonder, boy, it'd be nice to feel that way. But let me just say this. God is no respecter of person. God can give us the desire he gives somebody else. See, there's a huge attitude shift. We will always do more when we want to do something apart from having to do something. We will always do more when God, when, when we want to help somebody rather than having to help somebody. God tucks this verse away. Would you go over to Philippians chapter 2? Turn over to Philippians chapter 2 if you can. Again, God will begin to change the very things that you want. There are some things that we want that are probably not good for us, that may hinder our Christian life. The idea of doing the will of God, I have to, but this next one is I, I, I want to. Philippians chapter 2, verse number uh, 13. Philippians chapter 2, verse number 13. The Bible says, for it is God which worketh, that's continual, in you, now the keyword both, here's what he says, to will and to do of what? His good pleasure. Wouldn't it be nice to want to do things again? I guess I'm coming to you tonight because I went through a season of my Christian life where Everything was out of duty. Everything was out of routine. Everything was because they paid me to do it. Everything was because it was just expected of me to get it done. Not the pastorate and some of the, but I'm just saying I went, but you know what happens? Now that I've been, God brought me through that season. And I'll tell you this, I look back in it and it's so, I realize, you know, that's not the main, and a lot of people give up when I have to, I have no joy of it. I don't, but the Bible says here, God, he worketh in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It would be nice to get excited about the work of the Lord again, wouldn't it? And I'm not saying you're not, but has there ever been a time when you were more excited than you are tonight? Well, guess what? God can touch that heart and bring it back again. Why? If we delight ourselves in him, he shall give us the desires of our heart again. See, the idea is he is going to give us two things. He'll give us the desire, the will, and he'll give us the ability and the grace to do it. Now, listen, by the say, what happens when we get desire? I'll tell you what happens. Maybe we start getting vision. We start getting goals again. We start getting excited again. And listen, I, I understand. I, listen, are you like me? My excitement is up here sometimes and then down here. And then it's back up here and then down. And then it's back up, right? And there's some people where they're just excited all the time, maybe. But I think we're like this. But sometimes what happens is one of these will get really 
and I'll have a hard time getting back up again. What I'm saying is when you're down here, don't make any wrong decisions, bad decisions, difficult. God can give that excitement back again. God can give that drive back once again. So our first attitude was I. Second one, it's a better one to do. I want to. Can I give you another one? It's better than I want to. So we get, I have to. Then pretty soon, you know, I kind of want to. I, I, I want to read my Bible. I want to pray. I want to go soul winning. I, I want to give. I want to I wanna do some things for the Lord. And pretty soon it's not, it's not, we start living in this, I want to, I want to, I want to. We're getting excited, getting excited. It goes to the next one. Would you go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 9? Go to 1 Corinthians 9. This is the third one. Because I have to. I want to, and the next one is simply as this, man, I need to. I just need to do something for the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 16, For though I preach the Gospels, Paul speaking, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me. It's a key statement. It's necessary for me to do this. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. Can I have you look up here? Have you ever read the Bible? Yes, I know you have to. Yes, I know maybe you want to. Have you ever read the Bible needing God to do something when you read it? You need a verse. Man, God, I'm going through something. Man, I, and God, I know the answer's in this book. I need you to get, and you need, have you ever prayed needing God to come through? We pray differently, don't we? Necessity is laid upon us, isn't it? There's something that, it's, it's not just, okay, I have to, okay, and it's not, yeah, this is kind of fun, I want to. There's a burden now, isn't it? Listen, listen to what Paul said here. Necessity is laid upon me, it's a burden. This is when serving really gets good. Because you know why? It's not just duty. It's not just kind of a fun excitement about it. You are now burdened to do something. And when we are burdened, we will go far beyond anything that just excitement will bring us to. A burden will bring you through anything. God, just go to, uh, no, st stay there. I'll, I'll read it to you. Acts 20, Acts 20, 24. Paul said, none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy. When you have a burden, and something is inside you, God's late necessity is laid on you, You'll go farther, you'll go more, you'll do more, you'll bring others with you because God has put a burden on your heart to do something. It's not just excitement. It's not just, I have to. It's not, you know, I want to. It's a, man, I need to. Listen, I need to come to church. I need to read my Bible. I need, God, I need you to come through in this area, please. And you know what? God will put somebody on our heart, won't he? God will put a verse on your heart. God will put something on your heart. This is when the Christian life stops becoming this sideline thing and it becomes everything to us. Now, you may not, 
you may not be employed by the church, you may not be a full-time Christian service, but we're all full-time Christians. And all of a sudden, boy, everything, there's a burden. You ever meet a burdened person? A bur burdened people just don't have to be pastors. They just don't have to be missionaries. They just don't have to be evangelists. They need to be us, too. And when God lays something on our heart, there's that dependence. Paul needed to preach the gospel. He's, you know, I, I must do this. It's the spirit that drove Paul to do as much as he did. So when this is your attitude, guess what? We do so much. We will run through a brick wall for God to do something for the, because he wants, it's that burden. It's that desire. And, and when someone is burdened and desired, we'll look at them sometimes if that's not us, if we're back on, I have to, and we're looking at them going, man, Wonder why I don't feel that way. Man, can we be honest? Have you ever been next to somebody that's really burdened and desired and excited for the Lord and you weren't at the time? It's convicting, isn't it? Oh. It's like, you know, you're happy for them, but you don't want to be around them. <laughs> you're like, man, go do something for the Lord. It's fine, I'm going to be over here. I won't find. And what happens is. We get convicted by that. So let's review and we're going to be done. What's the, what the foundational one is? Well, I have to. I just have to do it. The second one, you do have to enough and pretty soon you yeah, I kind of want to do it. And you stand that want to enough, God's going to lay something on you. Now you, now we need to do it. There's one more above it, and probably we could do a lot, lot more. Let me just give you one more, and we'll let you go. 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1. The last one I'll give you tonight is simply this. We get to. We get to do it. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 12. Paul said this, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. The first thing he says, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord. You know, there should be a gratefulness about us, the fact that we even get to serve God. And I understand. Can I be honest? If you're and I have to right now, it's very difficult for us to understand to any great degree someone that's an I get to. I, I get, but I'm here to tell you, I'd love to tell you that we stay in this, but the thing is, we all get excited sometimes and we'll bump up and we get to and it's excited. We're, but can we be honest? We don't stay here sometimes. We drop down, don't we? We drift. But when you're in this, I get to, it doesn't matter what they ask you to do. You are burdened. You are excited. But at the end of the day, you're like, I can't believe the eternal creator of the universe would want to use me for anything. 
He doesn't need us to do any. He can build churches. He can do whatever. He could pick anybody. He wants to do anything. And yet he chose and he made and he fashioned our lives for a specific purpose. What a God and what a Savior that he'd want to use us. And sometimes, you know, if we're not careful, we let the responsibilities of life let the marriage and the kids and the finances and all the things and and we 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 let that cloud our our judgment from the fact that God allows us and we get to do those things I had a um, Bible college professor that says I don't have to do anything I get to do them and sometimes you know when I was in that I have to meant it like you know in Bible college you have to do everything (laughs) you know it's I have to. It's yes, sir, you know, how high, you know, you know, he hits you, yell, you know, thank you, may I have another. You know, it's what happens is there's there's the mentality of I I can't understand what he's saying, but I do now. I understand what he means now. I don't have to do anything, I get to do things. It's a privilege to do things. See, gratefulness is a mark of mature Christianity. When you become grateful for things and work, that's how you know you're getting mature. And when you, when you really truly mean thank you. We know we should tell God thank you, don't we? But it's another thing to mean it. It's another thing to you know, pray and thank God for your food, but it's another thing to mean it when you say it. We know how to pray, but sometimes the heart behind the prayer isn't there. We know exactly what to say. And there are some blessings in life that have to do with gratefulness that, you know, in order for us to enjoy some things, God sometimes has to remove some things to lower our contentment level so we can appreciate them again. And I, I ask God all the time, I said, please don't remove things. If Please let me be grateful for them now without you having to remove them so I could have to be great. I want to be like Paul, and I want to say, I want to thank you. I want to be grateful for, it's not a, I have to. It's not this, man, it's exciting. It's not a, man, I'm burdened, and I just got to, it's a, thank you for allowing me to even serve you. And when we get to that point, I tell you, it doesn't matter what God asks us to do. It doesn't matter where we're at. It's just, it's a privilege to serve the Lord. And when we're at that point, it doesn't matter whether we clean the toilets or preach a message. It's just a privilege to be used. Pride is not in that anymore. See, the more we thank God, it it seems the more we have. Now, I'm, I'm done tonight. Here we go. There's two basic ways to serve God. From our head, or from where? The new year's coming up. I don't know where you're at. If you're like me, sometimes I'm at the top, and then I drift. And I'd love to tell you I'm always up here, but we can get knocked down a couple levels sometimes. Wherever you're at tonight, I'm not asking you to get, if you're on the bottom rung, okay, try to... Would, wherever you're at tonight, would we just decide, Lord, would you help me to bump one more level up? 
and let's get that one down and then bump up another one. And then it's kind of hard to go from the t bottom all the way to the top. We got to put in the work getting there. But wherever you're at tonight, would we just ask the Lord, would you let me for the new year start off on that next level, wherever it's at? Maybe you're an I have to. Good. But listen, the scary part of always staying in I have to, if you're on the top and you bump down, you're from I get to to, you know, I, I need to. And we, when you're in I have to all the time, you understand what's after that? You're not in church anymore. You don't feel you have to anymore. And pretty soon, if, 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 you know, I don't have to read my Bible, don't have to pray, don't have, and pretty soon people find their freedom in Christ and they don't have to do anything and, and pretty soon they're out of church. That's why it's very scary. If you're always in I have to, boy, you got to address that. Boy, God can give that excitement, that fire, that excitement. And if that's you, if you're already excited and you feel that, boy, God's giving you that fire, hey, listen, why don't we ask God for a little necessity, a little burden on that? And if you're in that burden, and sometimes the most burdened person, you're prone to depression because you're burdened. You know what it is? Lord, thank you. I get to do this. I get to. Let's all stand together tonight. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram where you can see what's happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.